Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. You're listening to a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Now, this is episode number 71, recorded on Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Oh, my gosh, 2022 already. And doing this from Citizen Square in downtown Fort Wayne. Now, before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank each of you for supporting and listening to this podcast. As mentioned, we've taped 70 full podcast episodes where we've talked with dozens of community leaders that have positively impacted our great city. In 2022, we'll continue to bring in local leaders to discuss all of the great things that are happening in Fort Wayne. I'm really looking forward to the year ahead. Now, in today's program, we're going to start the year with a special guest, someone who works every day to improve the lives of all of our citizens. She is a first-term city councilwoman and someone who has already made a difference in short order. I'm thrilled to welcome City Councilwoman Michelle Chambers. Councilwoman, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Mayor. It's such an honor to be your first guest of 2022. <laughs> I cannot believe you have seven, 70 podcasts right. in the can. That That's is amazing. True. Isn't thank that unbelievable? You. Yes, that is awesome. Well, I can't think of a better person to start the year off either. So th thank you for, again, putting time uh, aside in your busy schedule. Uh, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you again for making political history here in Fort Wayne by being one of the first African-American women elected to our city council. Uh, you, along with Councilwoman Tucker, uh, both of you are really not only representing uh, the female part of our city, which uh, incidentally is now over half of our population, uh, but uh, you also representing us by being a city councilwoman at large. So it's uh, a little bit different than representing a district where you have, you know, 30 or 40,000 people uh, just uh, to, to look after. You have the whole city, all 260-some thousand. So, again, a tremendous responsibility. Well, now that you've been in office, though, for a couple of years, how are, how are things going? You know, Mayor, it has been a wonderful, interesting, complicated, challenging ride. <laughs> <laughs> As you've indicated, you know, being a councilwoman at large, you have to take all of the constituents' um, considerations and in, in, in the forefront, as you know, as the mayor. So it has been a quick learning curve, but I really have enjoyed it. I feel like that having Councilwoman Tucker and myself on city council, and you would know better than I, I think we've made a shift in the effort of working across party lines. You know, like you, I really try to govern from a, from a perspective of what's best for the people. We know our party affiliations, but it really gets down to, you know, what's really best for the people. And I believe that having more women on council, I, I am confident, I think the constituents can see that it has made a difference. You know, we've had some tough legislation that, that's <laughs> yes. come up that we've been trying to deal with. But so far, I've been enjoying it. I feel like those 25 years that I worked in public um, service really have been instrumental in being able to understand and learn quickly the day-to-day -day operations of the city. And, and even more so, being able to have that you know connection with you. We have the opportunity to meet um, bi-monthly. I really appreciate those meetings and just being able to work with the administration. I think that's made a really big difference. But really being at large, um, I'm 
fairly transparent as a councilwoman. Constituents have direct access to me. So I've really been enjoying working for the people. Well, I must say, uh, uh, having been on city council myself for, for 20 years, uh, it's, it becomes quite uh, evident uh, very quickly uh, which council members really take their job seriously and, and, and put in really the amount of hours that should be set aside for a public service. Uh, and unquestionably, uh, you're one of them that, that has taken it very seriously. You know, it's interesting, uh, being a city council person is supposed to be a part-time job. Uh, and uh, again, for those who take their job seriously they find out very quickly that uh, uh, it's uh, it becomes almost a full-time job with that being said I also know that you are a businesswoman and a professor mm-hmm. number one how do you balance all of that and with that being said do you have any spare time and if so uh, what do you do <laughs> Those are really great questions. I will have to say that I have had to step back on the business situ- on the business situation. I have really, the doors have pretty much been closed on that because the reality of it is I just haven't been able to do that still. On occasion, I'll do that. And then being the uh, department chair of the business department at East Allen University has been challenging as well because I teach five different subject matters. Oh, boy. But I've been doing it. The way that I've managed it all, one is that I have a very understanding husband. <laughs> yes, I was very, very important. Very, and you know, I, essentially we're empty nesters. It's just just the two of us in the house. But what I've done is, as a councilwoman, because if you indicate, it really is a full time job. So what I've done is really made myself accessible via social media. You know, we had to adjust that first year because of COVID. So being able to have those community meetings via Zoom, um, keeping the community engaged and informed what's going on via social media as well through mm-hmm. all the porters, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, you, just like you do as well. Mm-hmm. I find that social media really helps you to stay in contact with our constituents. And we do have a really strong legislative assistant in Megan Floor, and we recently got another um, assistant. So having the um, legislative assistant, utilizing social media, and just having a really ironclad schedule. Uh, people, <laughs> you can tell my age because I still have a daily planner. I do have an electronic calendar. I do. But if you look at my daily planner, it's highlighted and all of that good stuff. So I still carry a paper calendar as well as an electronic calendar. But I have made a commitment to have some of that downtown downtime for me. I really take Sundays to rest now. But yeah, it really is, Mary, really is a full-time effort mm-hmm. to be a council person. It, it And it really... Uh, excites me when I see uh, council members who have your type of commitment. You know, I must say that over the years there have, there have been some council members who uh, sometimes uh, uh, probably should get their, their paycheck gift wrapped. Uh, but, uh, oh, and I shouldn't say that, I suppose. But, uh, not again, that's been over the years, not necessarily now. But anyway, um, that was a little editorial comment. <laughs> You uh, have recently been involved in a resolution 
uh, to initiate a process for creating a new public art display in Fort Wayne, commemorating the, the words and visit of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now, he was here back in 1963, so it's been a few years ago, but the fact is he came to Fort Wayne, and you have taken it upon yourself to uh, want to make sure that everyone in Fort Wayne knows that he was here. And so uh, a, a new public art display uh, is going to be uh, put in the uh, right in front of the University of St. Francis's campus downtown. Yes. Uh, so why don't you tell us some more about how, how that project is coming? Well, I am so excited that, you know, after a national search in my first year mm -hmm. <laughs> at City Council, um, Councilman Rush Yell and I, we sponsored this resolution to commemorate Martin Luther King's visit here. What we have found and what I have found is that when you go to search that out that information it's really hard to find the History Center had a very small um, exhibit about that visit there but we as Fort Wayne we are a part of that civil rights mm -hmm. history and I've talked to you talked to you before about legacy mm -hmm. when you and I are gone that art installation will still be mm -hmm. there the city of Fort Wayne will forever ever be a part of the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Movement. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was critical that we um, commemorated that visit, that um, we knew and understood the power of that visit. And I just love the partnership that the city and St. Francis are taking on and providing that space to commemorate his visit here. It was at the height of the civil rights movement. And, you know, sometimes you don't hear a lot about what took place, you know, mm -hmm. in the Midwest during the civil rights, but we were a part of that movement as well. So I thought that it was critical that generations behind me and, and so forth and so on in hundreds of years, because when you and I are gone, the monuments will be here. Mm -hmm. They will speak to the power of Fort Wayne. And I just thought it was critical. And I believe that it's another opportunity for when tourists come here, mm -hmm. they can understand our understand us historically. I believe it would be an anchor for folks who do tours of civil rights movements, who do tours of Martin Luther King's movement throughout the United States. And now we will be on that map. You know, And the renderings of that sculpture. Oh. It's absolutely beautiful. So I, uh, I think they're going to start this year. Are yeah. They not? Oh, yeah. So uh, you and I will both great. be at that yes. ribbon cutting. We, we will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only have you been involved in a number of different initiatives already in just the couple years that you've been a city councilman, but you're also involved now in a new initiative called the 260 Day. Uh, and that was actually launched last year. Uh, and we're going to get more and more involved this year in the, in the city of Fort Wayne. Can you tell us what 260 Day is? Yeah, so 260 Day is very exciting. It actually started under your administration, and then I had to uh, had the opportunity to, to get involved uh, with Sarah, who helped to bring it, and you agreed to partner with her about 260 Day. As you know, as you know, we are about continuing the momentum forward, right? Right here in Fort Wayne. So the beauty of Fort Wayne growing it splinters out into the surrounding cities. So we thought that it was critical that we bring in our surrounding city partners who have the area code of 260, that we drive our constituents, we drive the people who live here in the 260 area code to those businesses. Because as you and I know, you know, COVID, some businesses did not make it, you know? 
Um, we appreciate the Amazons of the world. We appreciate that you can go online and order things. But you've told me before, and you and I know this, we know that small businesses are the heartbeat of Northeast Indiana. So for us to come together and really highlight them and share with the community all of these wonderful businesses that um, can provide services, provide goods, you know, whatever your needs are, even outside of our wonderful city of Fort Wayne, why not trumpet that? Why not make that an annual day? You know, again, I keep talking about legacy, legacy. So even, you know, as you round the band or, you know, with your, as mayor, we will always have 260 day to highlight our businesses. I know that we have um, different initiatives, but I think this is unique in that we are partnering with our surrounding cities. You know, because we mm -hmm. all feed off of one another's economic bases. And we, we have, have about how many, many counties in the 260 area code. I think that we are in conversation with, with nine, nine, nine right and, and now, and three commitments thus far, but hopefully, yeah. you know, we'll have more. Yeah. So I, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm excited about seeing it really grow, because think about it, Mayor. We really haven't had, we've had activities, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we know that downtown is growing, and we're turning dirt southeast and all over. But it's those, like you said, it's those small businesses. Business I forgot right. that number you always say. I can't think of it right now. But it's the small businesses. Yeah. And I think it's an opportunity mm -hmm. to highlight the business, small businesses, mm -hmm. large businesses, and the 260 mm -hmm. annually. That's the beauty of 260 well, Day. Unquestionably, small business is the largest employer uh, in the area. Uh, and there are over uh, 2,000 small businesses in this area. So uh, this initiative could be a, a magnificent statement uh, of support for these small businesses. And you're right, uh, during this whole pandemic uh, situation, a lot of small businesses, we lost a lot of small businesses, uh, whether they were in the hospitality sector or, or service sector. Uh, yeah, we, we lost a lot of them. Uh, so it's, uh, it's important that we turn around and say, you know what, we, we support you and we're going to do all we can to make sure that you not only uh, uh, survive, but we hope that you can thrive. Yeah, exactly. Well. We hope that you can thrive and, and we hope that the messaging that folks get to learn about, you know, different businesses. I mean, you know, we support everyone supporting businesses here in Fort Wayne, right. but we have, you know, the Auburn's of the world, and you know, that they have a lot of mm -hmm. different things, historical things, and different businesses that are thriving. We all should be visiting one another's cities. On another subject. Yes. I don't know how many listeners know, but uh, you and I actually have kind of a family connection. Uh, would you tell our listeners about, a little bit about your grandfather, Ed Elkins, and my father, Jerry Henry, who uh, ran a Catholic social service, Catholic charities for a number of years. Those two had a quite the relationship. They did. When I moved back home about, well, January the 1st, maybe 11 years, I moved back home to Fort Wayne. And I always came home and visited with my grandfather. And, and I was going through his scrapbook and looking at all the appointments and the letters from different people. And I had the occasion, I was interviewing for a job, and I had the occasion to meet your brother, Jerry. And he explained to me that my grandfather and your father, mm -hmm. who seemed to be very no-nonsense but great public service, right, right. had a wonderful working relationship and a mutual respect for one another. They both were really about the business of being of service to others, being of service to the underserved. They were both powerful men in their own right, but the humility 
in what they've done is amazing. You and I both, we walk in their legacy. Um, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize how much of an impact my grandfather had here in Fort Wayne until I really got to come back home and go back through his history. He helped to change lending practices mm -hmm. for people of color southeast. Mm -hmm. When he opened up the East Wayne Street Center, it had no heat. They gave him a $10,000 grant and a year to get it going. Mm -hmm. By the time he had retired, he had a nationally recognized adult literacy program that was recognized by the first um, Bush administration. He, he went to the White House and met Barbara Bush and his adult yeah. literacy program was recognized as mm -hmm. such as being one of the top in the state of Indiana. But it's just always such a pleasure when people come up to me and say, hey, I got my high school, high school diploma because of your grandfather. Hey, I bought my first home because of your grandfather. My grand, my children started off at the Head Start program at East Wayne Center. So our, our, your father and our grandfathers, they had a commonality mm -hmm. that they were, you know, they loved Fort Wayne, they believed in the, the people, they seem to both be very uh, no nonsense, but they had it's the true. ears. They had the ears of politicians, and they made that work in their favor for the people. So I just thought it was interesting that you it, and I both is. are in, in politics, and we come from such a strong lineage of public servants. Well, but they they, uh, they, they were, were truly, truly the definition, definition of servant, servant leaders. leaders. Yes, and uh, that's it. Yes, to uh, to, to, to have known your your grandfather, grandfather uh, and I did. did. Uh, Ed was such a, a, he was a tremendous uh, contribution to this community. He really, really was a, a great guy. Um, another question. You are a city councilwoman at large. Uh, because of that, uh, everybody in town can get hold of you if they need to. Uh, how can they get hold of you? Oh, that's simple. Um, you can either make an appointment to meet with me, Michelle Chambers, um, dot info. I, um, I'm taking me meetings via Zoom. You can always reach out to me at Vote Chambers, which is Twitter and Instagram, or Facebook at Michelle Chambers for City Council. So I'm very accessible <laughs> and happy to meet with and come and speak with um, individuals as well, different community groups, neighborhood groups, not a problem. That is one of the advantages of social media. Uh, when I was on city council a long time ago, we didn't have social no. media. And that made it a little tougher. So uh, uh, I'm really happy that uh, our general public has a way of communicating with all of our council members. Uh, so, Michelle, I can't thank you enough for, for being here today. Unfortunately, that's, that's all the time we have. Uh, but uh, thank you for working on behalf of the city of Fort Wayne and and for making our city, help make our city all that it can be. Yes, thank you, Mayor. It's been a true pleasure to be here today. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.